Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 28th of October. From Monday, we'll be able to fly overseas before travelling interstate as the federal government fast-tracks international travel and abolishes outboard exemptions for double vaccinated residents. But at this stage, borders still remain closed in Queensland until mid-December and there's speculation Western Australia won't change its hard borders until next year. Meantime, the 8th of November has been earmarked as the date booster shots will start rolling out across the nation. Australia's drug regulator, the TGA, yesterday approved the third dose of the Pfizer vaccine for those over the age of 18, regardless of what other vaccines someone may have previously had. Here is Federal Health Minister Greg Hunt. Australia would be one of the first countries in the world to commence a whole-of-population booster program. So we would have one of the highest vaccination rates, one of the most recently vaccinated, which means that we will be one of the most protected countries in the world. Just weeks after the lockdown ended in New South Wales, a popular inner Sydney gym has become a COVID exposure site. New South Wales Health says so far 15 people who attended City Gym in Darlinghurst have now tested positive. It comes as the New South Wales government enters high-level talks today to see if restrictions can be further eased across the state. Meantime, Victoria looks likely to hit the 80% vaccine target this weekend. Shopping will be back on the cards for the fully vaccinated from 6pm tomorrow and masks won't need to be worn outdoors. Queensland health workers have just four days to be fully vaccinated or risk being out of work. Monday is the deadline for a mandate for vaccines for health workers with more than 2,000 already applying for an exemption. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk telling Parliament she's sick of asking people to get vaccinated and now she's telling them. If you are sitting at home on Sunday afternoon and you or your family are not vaccinated, get up, go out and get it done. It comes as another group of frontline workers in Queensland launches legal action against the vaccine mandates. 24 police staff took the challenge to court yesterday, saying they'll base their case on a human rights argument, with a mandate stating they must be fully vaccinated by the 23rd of January. A nurse was also in court yesterday to fight the rule, with both cases adjourned until December. And in other news this Thursday morning, the home of Cleo Smith has been searched by authorities for clues for a third time. The missing four-year-old vanished from a campsite north of Perth almost two weeks ago. Home Affairs Minister Karen Andrews says Cleo's parents are not suspects, but police need to do a thorough investigation. Our thoughts are with the family, and I can assure them that the advanced capabilities of federal law enforcement are being deployed to aid local efforts to find Cleo. Police have also returned to the remote campsite where Cleo disappeared 13 days ago as investigations continue. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Victoria and the standoff continues between the state and federal governments over vaccination rules for the Australian Open. It all started when tennis authorities suggested unvaccinated players could come into Australia for the Grand Slam as long as they served two weeks quarantine upon arrival. Our reporter James Lake from Melbourne says that's just started a war of words and plenty of confusion. 
Dan Andrews didn't agree with tennis officials Tash, saying if all spectators and workers at the Australian Open do have to be double-jabbed, then the same rules should apply for players. Now, everyone has an opinion. The Prime Minister siding with tennis officials and their quarantine option for unvaxxed players. But the Victorian Premier isn't backing down on who he lets into Melbourne Park. I'm not going to ask and, and actually require people sitting in the grandstand people working at the event to be vaccinated while players aren't. So we're not going to be applying for an exemption. So therefore the issue is basically uh, resolved. And to New South Wales, and there are concerns of flaw in the state's COVID check-in app, may have left thousands of people unaware they've been exposed to the virus. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield has the details from Sydney. Yeah, that's right, Tash. The concern was when someone checked into a venue at the same time as a COVID case, they weren't being notified. Instead, they had to go into the Service New South Wales app and check their history, something very few people even knew to do. But that is about to change starting tomorrow. Push notifications will be sent to people's phones, alerting them if they have visited an exposure site. They'll then be told they need to monitor for any symptoms and get tested if they become unwell. Now for the latest in business and finance, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. This is certainly one to watch. Inflation is increasing faster than expected and that's putting new pressure on interest rates. That's right, and it flies in the face of what the Reserve Bank's continually predicting, that it won't raise interest rates until 2024. Yesterday's core inflation number of 0.7% surprised economists, and now many are predicting interest rates could easily rise next year and definitely in 2023. And as we reported earlier this morning, Peter, this is quite extraordinary. Australians can now travel overseas before they can see their loved ones and relatives interstate. That's right. The Australian reports that in a bizarre scenario, the world is reopening to Australia at the same time as some parts of the country remain closed off to their own. Queensland will remain closed to Victorians and New South Wales residents until December 17, while WA could be closed off until Easter. However, on Monday, Sydney-siders can fly to London and Melbournians can fly OS by November 8 for double-jab travellers. And Peter, from the weird and often wonderful world of money, some may say a US woman is suing Kellogg's for a lack of strawberries in her pop tarts. Only in America. The New Yorker (laughs) is seeking $6.7 million from Kellogg's, accusing the cereal maker of misleading customers into thinking its strawberry pop tarts contain more strawberries than they actually do. The SMH says this is just another lawsuit against the big food companies in the US accused of making their products sound more healthy. Should have just stuck with the wheat picks. Thanks so much, Peter. (laughs) Cheers. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett David Warner has weighed in on the T20 World Cup controversy involving Quinton de Kock. And these two have some history as well, so David Warner's opinion on this certainly counts for something. The South African cricketer pulled out of the squad's game against the West Indies after refusing to take a knee in a gesture against racism. At the moment, Cricket South Africa is undertaking a review into historic discrimination and claims of racism. Warner has explained the Australian team's position on similar statements. We recognise our Indigenous peoples and, and condemn racism globally, so from from our stance, we, we respected the decision of the opponents 
and um, we will take the captains will obviously talk about it before we had to play and, and we'll take the, we'll take a knee as well and we will we'll reciprocate of course David Warner has the ashes to prepare for as well who will partner him at the top of the order might have become a little bit clearer yesterday Marcus Harris who is the incumbent test opener was gone for nine for Victoria bowled out for just 199 Sean Abbott snared six wickets so he could come in the frame as an all-rounder Usman Kawaja continued his hot form and his average as a test opener is 96 so certainly Certainly a, uh, a big chance now to be selected alongside David Warner. Queensland posting three for 311 against Tasmania on day one. Manus Labuschagne had the highlight of the day. He uh, posted a century for the Bulls. He finished last season with 192 in the Shield final and he's now 100 not out. That's his first century of the summer. At the T20 World Cup last night, England beat Bangladesh by eight wickets. Nambia notched a four-wicket win over Scotland. And in the Women's Big Bash League last night, Hobart got a win over the Melbourne Stars, Tash. So much going on in cricket, Brett. Now to the NRL, and Tyrone May has just seven days to convince the Panthers board not to sack him over that controversial social media post. Yes, uh, Penrith taking a dim view of that social media post that referenced the sex tape scandal from uh, 2019. So he's been issued with a show cause notice. He will front the board next week to explain, as you said, why he should not be sacked over that incident. Nathan Cleary and Stephen Crichton were issued fines and uh, suspensions for next year over their wild celebrations following the grand final. And Brett, to the AFL, the Players Association is still locked in talks over a pay deal for next season. Yeah, pandemic pay cuts over the last two years for uh, AFL players. The Players Association wants to go back to their original agreement uh, set out a few years ago that was due to run until the end of next season. So they want to return to their full wages. And it seems like that deal should be uh, thrashed out in the next week. Massive day in sport. Thanks for the update, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And there's been an outpouring of support for a young football star who's come out on social media. 21-year-old Josh Cavallo from Adelaide United said he's been fighting his sexuality for years but now feels comfortable to talk about his life. Here is Josh speaking with The Project. I'm very proud and happy to announce myself to be the first current active gay male professional footballer in the world so I hope that by me doing this I can inspire others in the future. Josh says he's been overwhelmed by all the messages of love and support. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah.